Welcome back for another episode of the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center's Leadership Log Podcast. AFL-CMC has a new first sergeant. In the Air Force, an organization's first sergeant, who can also be known as the first shirt or just the shirt, is a special duty rank and it's a positional job. In our sister services, the Army and Marine Corps, first sergeant is an actual rank and not a special duty position. The position in the Air Force is held by a member of the senior NCO Corps in the grades of E7 through E9. They report directly to the unit commander or deputy commander of operations. They're responsible for the morale, welfare, and conduct of all enlisted members in an organization and serve as the chief advisor to the organization's leadership concerning the enlisted force. We had a chance to talk with Senior Master Sergeant Elise Phillips about her background and her thoughts on her role serving in such a wide-reaching and varied organization like the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center. Let's meet our new first shirt. So, ma'am, thanks for joining us today on Leadership Log, which is a podcast for the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center community on topics of interest. And today, the topic of interest is getting to know our new first sergeant. So, ma'am, if you could uh, introduce yourself to the audience and give us a little bit on your career background. Sure. So I'm Senior Master Sergeant Elise Phillips, and just as he stated, I'm the new Air Force Lifecycle Management Center First Sergeant. I've been a First Sergeant for two and a half years now. I just came from Dias Air Force Base, so I was a First Sergeant out at the Operations Squadron and at uh, the Munitions Squadron prior to this assignment. Um, prior to this job as a First Sergeant, I was a radiology tech. And I did that my whole career in the Air Force. Um, there, I went to tech school for four years. And I got certified in mammography, CAT scan, so computed tomography, ultrasound. And I have a passion to take care of people, so patients and my airmen. And I was just really excited to jump at the opportunity of becoming a first sergeant and continue to take care of airmen from various career fields. Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, that's, a, that's a really super interesting job, too. Um, yeah, absolutely. So time for the big question. Um, when you found out that you were coming to the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center, did you use Google or Bing to try and find out what AFL-CMC was? Or, or did you already know what AFL-CMC was? Yeah, so that's a great question. I was offered the job and I did not know at the time what uh, AFL-CMC was, but luckily Google had it on there. So I was able to to do a little bit of research, Uh, but I would also tell you Google really doesn't give as much insight as going around and actually talking to people and visiting their work centers and really trying to understand and wrap my head around what our mission and what this organization does. Yeah, it's a really fascinating job once you get to know uh, and when you meet the people who have real passion for delivering capability to warfighters. um, And the impact that this organization has is is really kind of uh, fascinating. So it it does hurt my heart just a little bit that people, uh, because it's my job to make sure people know what AFL-CMC is. And so that means that I've got my work cut out for me. But uh, uh, so help me understand, though, you're the first sergeant for this center. So mm-hmm. what exactly does that entail? What, what is your job? And, and does that reach across all of the, the, um, the center at all of our organizations or all of our locations or just here at Wright Path? 
Yeah, so another great question. So being a first sergeant for the center is quite different than being a first sergeant for a squadron that I'm used to doing, uh, but it's not so much different in the aspect of my job as a first sergeant. I'm still here to take care of people, even if they are at other detachments across the United States or maybe even overseas. Uh, my job still is the same, just a little bit different set up in the organization structure. So our, our human systems division has a motto, every airman, every day. And, it, and it's really true for them because of the impact that they have where they, they affect every airman in terms of the equipment and services that they provide out, you know. Um, and one of the, one of the impacts is, is like the uniform office, you know, where um, that small shop, you know, governs all of the uniforms across the entire Air Force, uh, the wear of the, of the shirts and the pants and, and new maternity flight suits and just all kinds of things that you would just be astounded to know. Uh, is done in that little building over here. Um, have you started making the rounds and started to, to kind of meet some of the people? Yes, I have. Uh, we've been out to quite a few work centers and it's a bit hard with COVID, I'll be honest, uh, and, and understanding where everybody's located, especially while some folks aren't in the office just due to trying to socially distance and continue to stay healthy. So it's, it's a bit difficult in that regard, but we have been around to some shops and it's really amazing the reach that our organization does have, like you said, uh, every airman we affect with what we do here. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've always been told, you know, that in order to be a first sergeant, that you've got to be a people person. Uh, it sounds like you are. And you said in your background that you were, you know, you enjoyed helping people or taking care of people. Um, so did that make it an easy transition for you to go into the first sergeant career field? It did. Um, at first, it's a bit intimidating because you're like, wow, a first sergeant, right? You're the point of contact for the command. Um, but it eventually became easier as you understand what your role is in a, in a unit or an organization or a center like ours. Um, so yes, getting out and about is very important. Making connections with people is very important. COVID has created a bit of an obstacle with that, I would say. But mm -hmm. I do my best to still reach out and still get to know our airmen. Big A, all of our airmen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's challenging, but it's something that we've still got to do, right? I mean, we've mm -hmm. got to stay connected with each other, you know, on a personal basis um, beyond just what you do day to day in the office, but getting to know people so that you know when they, you know, maybe something's wrong and in a time when you can reach out and be a good wingman. Um, and those are all important, and, and, and that require, requires engagement, correct? Absolutely, yes. Um, like I said, a bit difficult, but not impossible. So I definitely rely on supervisors. If folks are teleworking, I'm relying on supervisors to keep in contact with their members and to filter any concerns or even updates, such as like having babies and just all those important milestones in people's lives that are occurring that I might not be aware of. Um, also, I know some people have emailed me, and I instead of emailing back, I call them, and I just... I'd rather just talk to them and get to know them, make that connection, introduce myself. So it's not impossible <laughs> to stay yeah. connected. Just a little difficult with COVID. Yeah. You know, it, it, it makes a little difference hearing a voice on the other side, doesn't it? I mean, you know, as opposed to email, which can be really kind of antiseptic, um, 
you know, picking up the phone and calling somebody. And it's not like we don't always have a phone on our hips nowadays anyway. I mean, pretty much everybody's reachable by phone all the time. So, uh, exactly. but it really, it really makes a difference, correct? Yes, I do agree. It does. And as of now, this is my way. Uh, while people are teleworking, this is my way to meet and greet folks is via the telephone or communication, or excuse me, through the cell phone um, mm -hmm. and email through those communication means. Yes. You know, one thing that we've done uh, in our little PA team is, uh, is we use Zoom to, to do a, a meeting every day, just kind of like a little huddle in the morning. Mm -hmm. and, and we turn on the cameras so that we can see each other. And then, you know, sometimes we talk about work stuff. Sometimes we just chit chat about various things that are going on. But, uh, but it's kind of important to kind of stay plugged in like that. Um, it, do you see uh, other innovative ways or have people mentioned to you other ways that they can uh, that they can stay engaged like that? Yeah, so I know in the height of COVID, when everybody was teleworking at my last duty station, uh, it was one of another shirt. It was her airman's child's birthday, and they're like, "Oh, we can't celebrate. You know, nobody can come over." So she had a huge caravan of people from the unit, and they all went by the house, like decorated their cars, said hello, and, you know, as they drove by and wished the child a happy birthday, which really made the family's day. So I know I've seen a lot of that in the high people just drive by, but they can't um, socialize mm -hmm. with other too much because they don't want to get anybody sick. Uh, and then I've seen other folks where, they, like you said, they have Zoom calls with our key spouses, and it's just to socialize and just see how yeah. everybody doing uh, or they do like a paint night on zoom they do a pa paint canvases together and drink wine something of that nature so I have seen people get pretty creative in that regard but I do think it's best for if people are teleworking that supervisors reach out and like you said zoom is great because you can see your folks and see how they're doing mm -hmm. nothing uh, you, you know one of the organizations I think it was uh uh, well, the simulators division here did one uh, thing where they were doing like a push-up challenge. So mm. they did virtually as part of their PT. And, uh, and the propulsion folks out at Tinker, uh, they were doing uh, PT sessions via Zoom in the very beginning. I don't know if they're still doing it now, but, uh, but that was a way to kind of keep PT going, group PT, you know, unit PT going together. Um, it, you know, since, uh, I mean, PT requirements are still there, people still need to do that, that work to make sure that they're ready um, when that testing does come back online. So uh, again, finding innovative ways to kind of reach out and stay engaged like that. I like it. Yeah. And I think for me, my personal coping through COVID uh, is just to continue to do the things that I really enjoy that ground me and help me decompress. Because I know a lot of people's lives have been altered or they have been changed due to COVID, whether it's homeschooling children, teleworking for months, um, feeling maybe a little bit disconnected from their normal network of people that they are usually around when it's non-COVID times. So for me, I like to work out and exercise go outside and hike especially while the weather's beautiful and mm -hmm. um, just talk with my family my family is very important to me so stay connected to the people that you care about is really important yeah dealing with stress is is critical and I mean you've been coming through one of the most stressful times I can't imagine trying to, to PCSing is difficult as it is but PCSing during this uh, COVID crisis I, I would imagine was really kind of challenging 
did you run into any like uh, uh, quarantine requirements or anything like that or, or any other curveballs that came your way that increased the stress levels? Um, other than my TMO truck breaking down, no, <laughs> that broke down, but everything arrived okay. But um, really, it was pretty smooth. Uh, we all had our mask on, the movers, myself, and the individual from TMO from LRS, they came out to inspect the site, my home, make sure everything was going smooth. Um, I really didn't have a negative experience or a hardship at all, luckily, mm -hmm. with my PCS here. That's great. And, and just what are some ways that you do deal with stress uh, beyond just mm -hmm. beyond exercising? What are some other things that you found that works? Well, well during COVID, I was trying to find a silver line, uh, what I could do to myself a little bit better with uh, a lot of downtime. So I decided to go back to school. I don't think that's necessarily dealing with stress per se. Maybe it's adding more stress, but a use stress mm -hmm. and more of a positive stress uh, as I work towards another goal in uh, my career and in my personal life. So for me, I, I didn't want to do it, but I did it. I started uh, a degree program during COVID and uh, haven't looked back. So just been trucking through one class every semester. And then just like I said, staying connected with family is very important to me. And exercising is how I deal with my stress levels. Uh, so it pretty much brings us to the end of our time, but uh, before we do, is there, is there anything that we've left out that you'd like to add? Um, what's the be and what is the best way for people to contact you if they need to get in touch with you about something? Yeah, so I would just say um, keep looking after each other during this time. Uh, be good women and... Um, if people feel a little off, come forward. If they feel down or anything, or if their family's having a hard time, I'm here for everybody. I don't care what area people are located at. If they need guidance, advice, that is my job. Um, I'm reachable 24-7, and uh, my email is elise.phillips.1 at us.af.mil, and uh, my desk phone is 255-8525, and my shirt cell phone is 937-902-0686. Um, so that's a, those are the best ways to reach me, uh, and I usually respond to email within a day, and phone, of course, I answer right on the spot. So, but I look forward to working with everybody. Once um, COVID lifts, hopefully I'll be able to get out TDY and go meet and greet folks and see their missions at different detachments. Um, but in the meantime, I'm here if people need me. Well, I think you'll be astounded as you get around the center to find out all of the all of the unusual things. I mean, it's the bombers and the fighters and the things like that that you know about, but it's all of the things that you've never thought about that this organization provides for the warfighter uh, that really kind of blows your mind. So, uh, ma'am, thanks very much for giving us your time today, and, uh, and we look forward to seeing you in the future. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center's Leadership Log Podcast. We hope you enjoy getting to know our new first sergeant. If you haven't already done so, then please consider subscribing to this series, and don't forget to follow and like us on our social media platforms. For more information on all things Air Force Lifecycle Management Center related, please visit and bookmark our website at www.aflcmc.af.mil. 
If you have an idea for a future episode on a topic that would interest the Lifecycle Management Center family, shoot us an email at aflcmc.pa.mediateam at us.af.mil. Until next time, stay strong, stay safe, and keep providing what warfighters need when they need it.